Hello, everybody. Brian here for quantlabs.net. It's 1.49 East Standard Time, uh, Mark May 26. Um, I'm hoping to do more of these podcasts versus YouTube, which has been very dismal views and little engagement. It's like you got to play a certain game to get your videos uh, getting attention. So can't be bothered with it. So podcast is pretty straightforward. So here we are. Anyways, I put out an email to my partial list, which were interested in gold-related. So I, this is the paragraph that triggered this response. As we continue to navigate through the current market conditions, it's important to reassess our investment strategies and make informed decisions. In this email, we'll be discussing why gold may not be the best option for buy-and-hold strategies, especially compared to the QQQs. We will delve into the reasons behind this and provide compelling evidence to support our stance. So if you're looking to maximize your returns and minimize your risk, read on to find out why QQQ may be a better investment uh, choice for you. Now that's all due to um, the uh, charts that I'm generating now with the tier sheets of comparing, let's say gold up against um, up against a market benchmark like QQQ or S&P uh, 500. So here's the response from this person. Um, that may be well, very well true. If you don't have at least 20 ounces of gold or equivalent in silver gold mix and a gun with 10 magazines and at least enough ammo to fill them, you're not really prepared for what might come next. So you could tell what who this is, right? So uh, food is a different issue that I won't go into. But every investment strategy needs to account for three things. Bull market, bear market, SHTF market, collapse market. I'm not a doomsday prepper, but I see a certain wisdom in holding a calculated minimum of holy crap launched. Uh, Russia launched its nukes resource for several reasons. Um, obviously, that's pretty, pretty extreme. Um, from my perspective, when it comes to Russia launching nukes, I think no matter what happens, you're going to get vaporized pretty fast within half an hour of them launching these these nukes. And uh, how long will you last uh, after the fact? I don't know. I don't know. You'd probably be more radioactive than the fish in the oceans. You know, you'll be uh, emitting these gray, uh, sorry, green lighting uh off you that's like you've seen the cartoons so for me I, I don't worry about this it happens it happens okay that's all i can tell you i mean everyone's got their own view of it um it's like if you get diagnosed with cancer and you have uh a, you know a sentence to meet death uh oh, you're, you're eventually gonna face it so for me i don't worry about it anyways there's uh four Four follow-up points here. Um, all these are fairly uh, reasonable. I'm probably in the same boat of thinking, but um, for me, um, I'm not. I don't, I don't go as extreme. Here, here's what I'm saying. So, point one: gold, silver is always something because it has useful properties for technical stuff. If you offer somebody gold as butter, do they decline? If you watch one of the YouTubers, he he, he did exactly that. He'd offered uh, a couple ounces of gold or a chocolate bar. 
an ounce of gold were probably worth a thousand thousand. People always went for like this is how dumb they are. They 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 went after and, and accepted the chocolate over over gold. Um maybe but typically you will uh intrigue your buyer and might have an advantage if they aren't fully aware of the value you're offering. Deception, I'm not advocating it, just it's a fact. Um this I'm not sure. I guess if you offer gold as a barter, do they decline? Um, no, I think they'll. If they know you have gold, they'll they'll try to steal it from you. If 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 we go into the Mad Max days, let's just say, on the extreme that happens, or escape to New York, or escape from New York. Um, there's no good replacement for these items. If you need something with these properties, only something with these properties will do. Uh, if you want to be wealthy. You have to have more gold. So here's a here's a couple of considerations you need to think about. Uh, okay, so if you let's say have gold in the Swiss Alps, anonymous, that so nobody can trace it. In order for you to go in and reclaim it, you have to fly there. So if we're in Mad Max days, name me a pilot you can you'll have that will fly you there. Probably slim chances. Also. Um, when you physically take possession of the gold, uh, what's going to stop? What's going to stop a bunch of thieves sitting in a gold, gold vault, ready to steal it when you transfer it? I mean, this is this is the sort of things that many people don't think about. It's like you see um, people that think that they have a sailboat, and things got really bad. They could just sail away in a boat. Uh, well, that's fine, but how, who's to stop with what was going on off the coast of Somalia with a lot of the um, crooks and whatnot, the saboteurs? How do you know that may not go global if these these scenarios do play out? So are you safe there? Probably not. Um, so gold is not a great uh, way to transact, like physical gold. Um, that's why you need a digital representation of it. And uh, okay, this is a very interesting point. Bitcoin, which I have substantial holding in and would never uh, condemn, relies on the internet. Relies on the internet. The internet is a magnificent high technology system that's unfortunately easy to disrupt. Russia, China, our own government, the sun during a solar field could all take it down. Um, and remember, you 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 need as as he says, you need the internet to uh, run it. And that's including electricity. So as he says, the solar flare will take it out. No problem. So again, Bitcoin may become somewhat useless because, again, we're, we're assuming that we'll always have electricity. We're assuming we'll always have the availability of the Internet. So once again, that's a very, very uh, wise set of assumptions that we, we never consider. Um, okay, so... Then we get into the fourth point here. Uh, there's no record of it. Uh, if I understood your videos correctly, you live in Canada. That's true. I live in Toronto, actually. Under the Fuhrer uh, of Trudeau. I'm sorry, better luck in the future. I don't think there's a better luck in the future because our population will always vote um, in favor of uh, free things if you follow my drift. Um, so that will never get better. And, and I think the States is pretty well the same as well, and pretty well the West, um, especially when you look at the five I countries like UK, Canada, US, 
Australia and New Zealand. That, that can be said for sure under those five countries. Um, please vote for him out if you still can. I, I would all I'm always against this guy. Um, unfortunately, the, the population will support him or his his kind. So it's a it's a, to me it's a losing game. That's why I'm on my way out. Uh, as I've said before, um, there is an undeniable wisdom in having untraceable wealth. Okay, so this is where it gets dicey with these type of statements. I would never suggest that anyone break the law, but rather I suggest that people not put themselves in a position where the law can break you. Um, that's true, depending upon if you choose to stay in these five I countries. If you choose to leave, like a lot of people are, um, you are no longer beholden to the laws that where you used to live, but you'll be maybe beholden to where you, you live. So in an essence, principally what he's saying and theoretically he's saying is true. If you do have crypto, obviously you can put it anywhere on a cloud server that nobody knows about or on a device that you could hide in the back of your uh, buried in your backyard like a treasure of, of physical gold. Um, but here's the thing. When you when you see one of the big things with Bitcoin and the digital crossing borders is that people do memorize their key uh, their seeds, uh what's the keyword seeds of their blockchain wallet. So it's memorized. So when you cross the border somewhere and they say, Do you have any money on you? you go, no, you don't. Um but you still can have access to it because you know you have your keyword, your your key phrase uh, memorized. That you don't have to tell anybody anywhere. So yeah, you can theoretically hide your wealth. But here in Canada, and I think Canada is probably the hardest out there when it comes to uh, crypto regulation. So here, our tax authority, uh, Canadian Revenue Agency, has a law that declares you have to declare every single wallet you have that's crypto. Every single wallet registered has to be registered with the government. The value of that wallet, the amount that you're transferring, the actual transfers have to be registered and filed with the government as part of your tax filing. So there are those already in place in Canada. Now, if you're in the U.S., I can't say, U.K., I can't say, but I don't know if other tax authorities have these kind of laws. But at the end of the day, why wouldn't they? So you cannot sit here and say you have untraceable wealth because by law, as long as you choose to live in, let's say, Canada, and you are beholden to the tax authority when you live in Canada, you can no longer have, quote unquote, untraceable wealth. Uh, if you did, you'd be breaking the law. And this guy's saying, says, don't do it. It's not worth it. But rather, I suggest people not put themselves in a position where the law can break you. So that's another way of saying you need to move. If you need to go to a country, let's say Germany, of all places, Germany, they don't tax your crypto yet. Uh, maybe Switzerland or other countries of the like. Those are the countries you may want to consider where the law don't break you. And if they do initiate that law, a lot of those people that country depends on, the foreigners living in that country, will leave. The reason why these countries have uh, these more relaxed visas for wealthier Westerners to live there 
is because they're spending money in the economy. They may actually pay uh, into the tax system if they decide to live there. That's why these countries have these type of relaxed visas for foreigners, Western foreigners, to live there. It can be anywhere. It doesn't matter if you have to be a Westerner or not. Um, even if you're Asian-based or Russian or Middle East, you, you probably on average you could have more money than a typical Westerner. It doesn't matter. Um, that's why these countries like, let's say, Malaysia, Costa Rica, have these kind of um, laws. I'll give you an example. Uh, Malaysia. They had requirements where you needed to have a certain amount of money to prove that you had enough to be self-sufficient so you're not relying on the Malaysian government to bail you out, specifically when it comes to uh, your health care. So they had an X amount, and then during the uh, virus, they doubled those requirements. Guess what happened? Fewer people came into the country. So what's happened? Malaysia's now gone back to the original requirement instead of the one that w- where it was doubled. That's how desperate, I think, a lot of these countries like Malaysia are to attract people to live there. So that's the realistic option you have when it comes to things like this untraceable wealth, because a lot of these countries are not going to uh, nail you for having Bitcoin. Whereas in the West, because they're desperate, I mean, just look at what's going on with the U.S. default negotiations. Uh, um, that's That's a pretty big one. That's why they have these laws. And then you get the lunatics that want to tax the wealthy when they're already being taxed and probably tax maybe half or maybe even higher than half of the entire tax base for, for let's say, the U.S. And they still want to milk milk them. And people are leaving. And the, remember, these are the job creators as well. So um, not wise way of thinking, but that's the direction they're going in. Anyways, um, okay, so... Uh, Continuing along, holding private untraceable funds is probably the most important thing to ensure our and your family's survival. Totally. The problem is, as I said earlier, if you live there, you're going to be constrained. And in my case, in good old Canada, we got to declare that. Never let the government determine if you are going to live or die. There, that is a power no government can ever claim and give them the power to do so. Funny enough, you bring that up. I can tell you uh, that I had a 104-year-old grandma who basically ran out of money at the age of mm, 100 and around 100 when she hit 100. So she was very dependable on the system, the medical system, the old age home so-called security to take care of her. She was very uh, dependent upon that. Minimal service, I'll tell you, there is one nurse for every 15 people in the acute care of 100 plus. Uh, A lot of them were not, they weren't even taken care of at all. Um, There was assaults going on, laws broken by these people, the nurses, and this is government subsidized. So this is basically another way of saying the government. So, if you, if you live that long and you no longer have uh, family support, which can happen because the grandma can outlive the, the, the sons and daughters, um, that can happen. Not saying a lot of time it does, but it can happen. Um, so there are instances where you will be 
reliant on the government. Um, so the sad part about it is that there are countries like Switzerland that do take care of their older people as they get older. And yet at the same time, they don't have this the civility problems. Uh, they have still wealth there, very well managed, very well um, taking care of stuff. A country like Switzerland, I can speak from firsthand experience on that. So I understand this person's point is very right. But the problem is moving forward, uh, especially in the West, uh, is that possible? The answer is no. The government's not going to take care of you. A lot of people think they will, but they won't. Um, look at the states, uh, how many poor people there are. Uh, watch videos on the sad existence of abandoned, literally abandoned towns like in Mississippi, Delta, or Kansas. This is the U.S. Or look at the state of Detroit. I've been there. Um, I'm only four hours away, and, and I'll tell you that they do have skyscrapers that are literally empty. Um, so I've seen them. I've seen the upper floors of them from another hotel I stayed in. So this exists. This decay does exist in the U.S. as well. So um, point is, you got to take care of yourself. You got to move if you can in the more friendlier regions, especially if they're more crypto friendly uh, and respect the tax taxation of crypto instead of hobbling you like the Western countries do. So that's pretty well it. Um, is there a um, a prepper's story to this? It, it could happen. Mad Max days could happen, but I don't want to be there if it does happen. I do see early signs of social breakdown where society in general doesn't care about each other. Uh, people, Old people are getting shot with no care. Um, crime is up, as you know. Politicians don't seem to give a rat's ass anymore. Um, so yeah, we are could move towards that. Another thing is I a lot of people may not know is with the default um, potential, let's say the negotiations don't work out with the debt for the U.S. Two Democrat politicians forewarned that there would be severe rioting. So it's like it's like that's in their back pocket to initiate all this if hell was to be let loose if the government and these uh, people don't get their way and still racking up the debt. Coming back to the debt, the problem is it's not about like originally the debt ceiling was put in place to uh, keep the spending of the government in line. But what have they done for the last two, three decades? Kept raising the debt ceiling. So that right there is your problem. But now they're blaming the debt ceiling as the problem, but they don't look at the source of the problem being the overspending, the unnecessary spending. I'll give you an example. Um, I think it was Virginia, one of the states spent two or four million dollars on a city park and they named it a Michelle Obama Park. Um, so you want to talk about wasting money or the, the best one for a lot of people, I think, is the hundreds of billion dollars sent over to Ukraine when there's videos of like Mississippi taps running with black water or the amount of homeless out there. It, it, it's abysmal, really abysmal on the priorities. But here we are. Anyways, I'm not going to rant about that, but you get the idea.
So yes, this seems to be on purpose by design. And we could go down that path unless you wise up and consider, yeah, moving and looking at the intelligent places to go that will take you and uh, how people in those countries uh, respect you and like you as long as you respect them where you're where you're visiting, where you're going. That's pretty well it. Um, there's other ways to make money, obviously. I've got uh, new services I'm coming out. The best thing to do is get on my email list, quantlabs.net slash books, quantlabs.net slash books. Get on that email. There you'll get a better understanding of what I'm doing and how to prepare and what stocks to make. I just made some very, I think this was the best trading day of the year. Uh, I put on six positions with six different companies. Every single one of them was profitable. Uh, and that's because of taking advantage of the uh, that nego negotiations may actually work out. So the markets responded, big rally. I did okay. Um, so if you know how to do that, um, yeah, you can do very well. Again, that's at quantlabs.net slash books to get more information on what I do and help preserve your wealth. Thanks for listening.